With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Oh, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Great. Um, the, the first thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, because I think I used the four sessions that um, Anne had covered to pay for, so I don't know how we do. I give you a credit card, or how do I pay for this session? So it's let me see. So is this one our fifth one then, or is this our fourth one? I think this okay. is a fifth. This is uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. This is our fifth. Yes, yes. And I've been so busy that I guess I haven't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, because I usually like you know in our contract and everything. I like you know doing the payment beforehand. Um, you could give me. Would you rather that I send you an invoice, or would you rather? Uh, so there's there's a couple of questions I want to ask you. One, I can send you a PayPal invoice. Okay. Um, you know, or you know, Christina, my assistant. Um, and uh, the the most important question is: Would you rather pay per session, or would you rather pay, um, you know, just the for for in advance? It's up to you. I think probably per session. That way, I can. Yeah, of course, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, would you like me that I send you an invoice then? Okay, that would be great. And I, yes, you have. I think uh, you have my email. Yes, yes, I do. I do. Okay. Yes, yes, and we're we're all set there. Good. Okay. Yeah. So that's out of the way. Good point. So how how have things have been? Uh, well, <laughs> things have been okay. Um, I tried this time to do um my homework, which was. Uh, I wanted to try and listen to the recordings all all the time so far that you've suggested it. I have not uh, not done it. Um, so I tried I, to. Listen. I have to. I have to tell you, I'm I'm very happy that you decided to uh, to give that a try. It is hard. I'm very aware that it's really hard. Yeah. Uh, and, and most people resist it, so you're not alone. I just want to say okay. that. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. You're not alone in it. It's just that it's like, I don't like listening to my voice. I don't know what I'm going to sound like. I, you know, there's all these questions and comments that people make that it's like, well, why do I have to do that? I'm very present with you, you know, all kinds of things. So were you able to listen to some of it? Yeah, I um, I did listen to some of it. Um I think part of the reason that I wanted to, uh, it was a goal to be able to do it was because a lot of times after our conversation, um, I can't remember parts of it. Um, Um. And it's, you know, it's almost like my mind, even sometimes while we're talking and then after we're talking, just kind of uh, gets overwhelmed and I can't, remember it, even though I know that it was significant. So um, 
I wanted to, I feel like the more that I can be able to listen to those back and try to be fully present while I'm listening to them, that the more that I'll be able to actually learn and benefit from what we're talking about. I I fully agree. I'm fully, fully with you. Even, you know, even if it's, so you, what happened when you actually listened? Did you get to listen to one of them or part of one? Yeah, I, well, one of them, the first one I started listening to um, at night in my bed, and I have to say, I, I think I fell asleep halfway <laughs> yeah. through it. But, um, and so then the second one I decided I would listen to during the day. and um, But it made me, uh, I was kind of uh, a little bit, I don't know what the word is, unstable emotionally the rest of the day. I felt very... Uh, just my emotions felt all over the place. Um, and so part of what um, I talked about with Josh, he, he suggested that I pick, you know, that I'm intentional about when I listen to them and pick a time that, you know, feels safe, like I don't have to rush off to run a board meeting or, uh, you know, that a time when I know that he can be there afterwards if I just I'm upset or, you know, whatever. So so one thing that I would like to recommend, and you know, we're starting with it right now, is that just steps to the point that we're talking right now as we're checking in and everything. Okay. And that would be my highest recommendation when you listen to the calls. Okay. Uh, so no matter where you when you do it, it is, it is a very good idea. Um, see, when we're in conversation, even if, you know, even though it's we're on the phone and everything, yeah, I'm I'm pretty certain that you do feel like we create a sacred space for you. You know, you prepare yes. yourself and, you know, this is, you know, this is going to be the time that you're going to, you know, talk about significant things. We're going to be together. And, you know, and I, and I bring a, a level of acceptance and understanding and everything that, that you, you walk into. When you're listening in on your own, right, you're tapping through the points right now, right? Yes. Wonderful. Because when you listen on your own, that space, it's, you're, I don't think that you're still, um, you're not quite used to creating it for yourself, which makes a lot of sense. Um, so what I would, so I'm going to rec- make two big recommendations, very important recommendations. Is One, yes, um, make sure that as you listen, you're going to be able to tap through the points. But it's not just like you're, you know, doing the dishes and, and listening or you're, <laughs> okay. you know. Yes. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, since I'm trainees, I do that. I, you know, I'm folding laundry or I'm doing other things or, you know, I'm just I'm doing other things as I'm listening. But when it comes to, you know, things that are that are going to be more profound and going to be impacting um, all your emotions, it's very important that you tap as you listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... That's one thing. And the other thing is that make make a point of saying, okay, I'm going to take full advantage of these recordings and therefore I'm going to continue my healing and I'm going to take these as if it were a session. So I'm going to set the time aside. I'm going to, you know, have my glass of water, set my time and, uh, and create like a bubble of safety. You can even imagine, even as you... Are you tapping right now? As you tap to the point, just close your eyes, take a deep breath, 
blow it out. And imagine that there is like a, a beautiful and, and clear bubble of light surrounding you. So within this bubble, you are safe. And you are just present with yourself in this very moment, knowing that you are safe. In this moment right here, right now, you are safe. No matter what you talk about or what might be about you, you know, anything that you may experience is totally fine, and yet you are totally safe. Does that make sense, Sharon? Yep. Yeah. So how do you feel with that idea? Yeah, that's a good suggestion. Yeah. It's very important because it's going to make a big difference in the impact it's going to have and the healing opportunity you will have. Okay. Um, yeah, and, ab- and absolutely, if you, if you feel like having, uh, you know, knowing that Josh is going to come or, you know, anything like that, you know, by all means, make sure that, you know, you take care of yourself and that you are going to be feeling um, comfortable with what, you know, what's going to happen. That's that's very, very important, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so you were able to listen to some, even though it left you really um, unsettled, you would say? Yeah. Um, well, also... One of the things that, that I realized in, um, as I was having some conversations with Josh this week is that um, I think one of the things that he had hoped that I would talk to you about, uh, that I think he thinks I have talked to you about, that I still have not. And there's something that happened that I still haven't talked to you about um, that I guess it's, a, it's okay. Just take a breath, and you know what? You're really feeling resistance about talking about this, right? <laughs> yes. All right. So let's honor that first. I, you know, you don't have to like muscle your, you know, your way into it. <laughs> so it's totally okay. That's why we have it. You know. So let's stop together. Let's start with the karate chop point. Even though I do not want to tell you this. Even though I did not want to tell you this, and I wish that I didn't have to, and I wish I didn't have to, I wish that it could just go away. <laughs> I wish that it could just go away, or that by working on other things it would just like disappear, or that by working on other things it would just disappear. Take a deep breath, blow it out. The truth is that I'm. Just now, starting to trust you enough. The truth is that I'm just now starting to trust you enough. To be possibly able to share with you. To be possibly able to share with you. About this issue. About this issue. I don't know if it's an issue or an event. Um, Either way, right? Yeah. Even though I still would prefer not to bring it up even though I still would prefer not to bring it up. Take a breath and blow it out. 
I honor all of my feelings. I honor all of my feelings. Including these resistance. Including this resistance. Uh, tapping through the points. I don't want to tell you about it. I don't want to tell you about it. I wish I didn't have to. I wish I didn't have to. And what is it exactly? I mean, that you, you don't want to tell me? You would like to avoid it? What is it in your words? Uh, I don't know. I guess there's uh, a part of me that thinks it's a big deal, and there's a part of me that doesn't. Okay. And, um, I don't know. I just, it's something that I started to talk to the last therapist that I had about it. Um, and then my insurance changed and I couldn't keep going back there. So we never really did mm. talk about it. Um, okay. And... The reason that I brought it up to her at that time was because it seemed like something that I should have feelings about, but I didn't feel anything at all about. And I think I was more concerned, but I didn't have any feelings about it at all than about the event that actually happened. Okay. It just didn't seem like it matched up, I guess. Right, so there's something that is disconcerting between what actually happened and your reaction to it. And the, that dissonance or what you believe that you should have felt is more concerning than the event itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so with the previous therapist, you were really having a good connection, but was it your insurance that changed? Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. Um that was so, that was a long that was I don't know how long ago five years or something that was a while ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And as you as you, you're still tapping as you're telling me all these. Mhm. And how do you feel now about mentioning it? How intense is it? Is it? Um. When I was thinking about it this morning. Um, I there was a mix of different things. I mean, really, I felt annoyed that I felt annoyed that I felt like I needed to tell you, and that I felt like uh, I might as well just that we might as well just talk about it now instead of you know wasting time. If it's something that I have to talk about, then I probably like, let's just get it over with. Just get it over with. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how annoyed do you feel about it? It's like how annoyed is it's like are you like <laughs> super annoyed? And that's that's wonderful. I have to tell you one of the things a lot of and I don't know if you know this about yourself, but it sounds like your your primary emotion tends to be frustration or anger. Is that true? Yes. About, about certain things, I guess, yeah. Right, not everything in life, but things that have been significant for you. Mm-hmm. Whoops. 
the one thing that uh, I don't know how much have you heard me? Did you hear me? Because I, I I made a, I made a noise and I put I muted myself. Oh, that's okay. So the the one thing I wanted to share with you is that it's really really important to for you to know that experiencing annoyance, frustration, anger tends to be a lot more freeing and healthier in a lot of ways than stuffing it and experiencing deep sadness and feeling like you're kind of stuck in the situation, that you're, okay. you know, kind of powerless. So, okay. and and I think that because of that, you tend to, um, I don't know that you've ever, have you ever, I mean, of course you've experienced some moments of sadness or, you know, but have, would you say that you've ever experienced um, depression? Um. <clears throat> I have at at different various times, but I think uh, I somehow just figure out a way to get out of it, <laughs> maybe by being mad. <laughs> yes, that's exactly my point. That's exactly my point, yes. Because when you're angry, it's, anger is a, an energy of movement. It's not an energy of stuckness. See, when you feel powerless, so... Just, just to want to, you know, honor your, your, you know, annoyance, and instead of this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Good, good. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, if it's like maybe we should just get it over with, right? Mhm. Yeah. And um, and are you any? Do you have any concern about my reaction at all? Is that something that we need to clear in any way, or not really? No, I think it's more that I still don't really understand how I feel about it and uh, yeah I just feel bothered that it's an issue I guess Josh is the only other than the therapist that I talked to only briefly before you know that was really like five minutes and then it was the end of the session other than her, Josh is the only person that I have ever told and I feel a part of me just feels annoyed that I even have to mention it. Told him. Like, I kind of, mm. in a way, wish that I, I don't know, that I didn't or that, like, I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel angry and annoyed that this is okay. something Do that we... has to be talked about. But I, but I guess I, I guess I do feel that it has to be talked about. Okay. And do you feel like it would be better to, uh, is it important to get your annoyance out of the way before you, you <laughs> tell me about it? Because it's, it's entirely up to you that you have a choice, <laughs> you know, or is it okay to just be annoyed and just go ahead? Um, no, I mean, I, I can, I guess I, I guess I can just explain it to you and then maybe. Oh, we'll definitely tap on it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, this is what happened is that the there was a guy that was married to my ex-husband's sister. So I don't know what you call that, brother-in-law? I don't know what that is. Right. So it was like your ex, your husband had a sister and her husband, this is a, yes. this, that's a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he... As it turns out, um, 
have been uh, molesting or raping, really, the daughter in the family. Um, that wasn't his daughter or was his stepdaughter? Yeah, it was his stepdaughter. So, okay. so my husband's sister's daughter. Right, okay. I know. This sounds like a Dr. Phil episode. It sounds okay. ridiculous. Anyway, that has been going on from, I guess, from for a long time, for many years. And when she became a teenager, like maybe 13, um, she became suicidal and was trying to kill herself. And that's when it all uh, came out. No one knew until that, you know, she ended up in the hospital and somehow it came out of that, uh, of what had been going on. And he um, ended up going to jail um, but anyway, right immediately sort of before that that all happened, like within the same month, um, he came, well, he was a bartender at a restaurant in town. And one night um, I was having drinks there and some and he ended up bringing me back home um, I think that he put i think that he drugged my drink, but I don't know that for sure uh, and um and so we ended up having sex that night, and then the next night he came back to my house and uh do you remember? Again. Sorry, do you remember at all uh, having sex with him or anything that occurred or not? No. Well, I remember being at the bar that he worked at, and I had one one margarita, and then we left and walked to um, the place next door. And, and by then, what is happening? Is he is he still? Are you still with your ex, or were you divorced at the time? Um, I was divorced, and I was living at my own uh, apartment, and this was um, after Josh had um, come back from Iraq but was not with me. Okay. Okay. And so I... And was sorry, Erin. And was he still married to to yes. your exes? Yeah, he was still married. Okay. Yeah, this is before anyone knew any of that stuff was going on. Okay. But this all this happened to all happened like within the same month that this happened with okay. me, and then very shortly after, uh, like really before I had any, I I was really still trying to figure out what to do about it if I should tell if I should tell my sister-in-law or tell any, I really was still trying to figure out what to do when this all came out about the, uh, the, the, the stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yes. Yeah. So really before 
I even had decided how I felt about anything or what to do about anything, he was in jail anyway. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I just never told anybody. Okay. But what, so anyway, that that stuff happened to me first, and then in that same month, we found out that that had all been happening to her, and that's when, around the same time that I was going to that therapist, and that, uh, at the time, I what I told her was that it, it was concerning to me that I really did, I didn't feel anything at all about what happened to me or what happened to my niece, or anything. I didn't I couldn't okay. have told you a single thing that I was feeling not mad or sad or shocked or nothing. Nothing. Okay, so are you so, tapping through the points as you're telling me all these? You probably forgot. I did. I forgot. <laughs> that's all right, that's all right. So let's go back to just tapping. And I can tell you why I would do you want me to tell you why I would recommend that? Yes. Because what happens is that um, very likely, and I'm gonna, I want to ask you a few questions. But very likely, there was a lot going on for you, um, probably very much connected with Josh and with, you know, the reason that you and you were actually at the bar drinking, um, is that you were trying to like disconnect from whatever was happening that was painful, mm-hmm. and and in that same time that you're trying to disconnect, everything else that was happening when you find this out is like it's almost like your emotions were divorced from your from your body. Mm-hmm. And what I'm inviting tapping to do is to allow you to be present with what's still there. It's not like we're putting anything in you. If you know if there's no reaction or no connection, that's okay. If there's something that needs to be addressed and released then you know, it would be good to find out what it is and do it. Um, my sense is that this this has a lot more to do with Josh and for you personally than what happened with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it's it's just, there's you know it's a significant event, it's still like you know. Um, I'm curious how were your at the time that you were at the bar were your kids with your ex or where were the kids? Yeah, they were with my ex. So it was a night that I didn't have them. And I actually purposely went to that bar thinking, well, at least if I I don't know anyone else at the bar, I can talk to the bartender. (laughs) I knew him. And it seemed, I thought that I was doing it because it seemed like a safer option, actually, than just going to a random bar and talking to someone. That makes sense, yeah. And for for you at the time, he was just... Did you have any? Did you feel attracted towards him, or had there been any energy between you? No, I didn't really um, even see him that much, other than family uh, okay. gatherings. Like he wasn't someone that I was friends with, or anything like that. You know. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, so you were telling me, so that happened and you felt, so you remember having your drink, do you remember leaving the bar with him? Yeah, I remember leaving the first, so we left the, he worked at Acapulco's restaurant at that bar, so anyway, I had a margarita there, and then um, 
his shift was getting over, so we walked next door uh, to this other place because there was a band playing, and I had uh, ordered one beer, and I just remember that halfway through the one beer, I all of a sudden felt just Mm. like I had to get out of there. I couldn't even finish the beer, and I asked if we could leave, and then after that, I don't really totally know. I don't know if he drove my car home or if we, I mean, I live close enough to walk. Maybe we walked home. I don't really remember that. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I can't remember if the next morning I had to go back and get my car. That's possible. Or he drove my car home. You but, don't remember, though. No. And uh, so he, the only, I actually never would have even, it never would have even really occurred to me that he drugged my drink. I would have just thought I just, whatever I'm kind of a lightweight anyway um, right. but when he came back the next night he kept saying without me I didn't I didn't ask him anything he came and started telling me all these things that he did to me and and he was saying I didn't drug your drink I didn't drug your drink but I, wow. I, thought, I never would have thought that he did but you know how sometimes when someone of course, you do something a little yeah. too many times a certain way, you start to think, well, <laughs> why do you keep feeling like you have to tell me that you didn't drug my drink? And that never would have crossed my mind. Right. And he told me, you know, the things that he did, and uh, I was crying, and he said, uh, I-, I said something like that I felt awful because... Uh, you know, he, although he was married to my sister-in-law, and he said um, that he thought that he was going to hell because he liked sex so much and he did all these things. And you mm. know, I didn't understand at the time all, all of what he was talking about. Okay. Okay. And as you're telling me now, are you tapping? Mm-hmm. Oh. What's that? Oh, some uh, when you I forget. Think of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's just step together through the ponies and tell me. Have you just? But so, what I'm going to do together. Let's recount a little tiny bit. Okay. So there I was at the bar, and you can close your eyes. Okay. So just remember for a moment. And actually, let's do it in present tense and see what comes up. Okay. And if at any point you feel, just feel free to interrupt or change any words that I say. Okay. My children are with my ex. My children are with my ex. And I decided to go for a drink. I decided to go for a drink. And actually, let's do it in present tense to see, you know, what uh, what comes up. It's almost as if you were there, okay? Almost as if you were recounting. And uh, and just close your eyes so you could, if you can, you can allow your mind to paint you the picture of you being there. So I decided to go to, what's his name? His, Jesus. Jesus, okay. Is he Hispanic? <laughs> yeah, Mexican. Yeah. Mexican, okay. So I decided to go to the bar where Jesus works. I decided to go to the bar where Jesus works. Because that way I would know at least one person there. Because that way I would not be one person there. Yeah. 
And I feel a little safer knowing that he's there. I feel a little safer knowing that he's there. I have one margarita. I have one margarita. And then when I have half a beer in the next bar. And then I have half a beer in the next bar. But I start feeling really bad. And I start feeling really bad. So we have to leave. So we have to leave. I don't remember much after that. I don't remember much after that. And I don't have many details about what happened with my car. And I don't have many details about what happened with my car. I do remember the following night. I do remember the following night. Jesus came to my house. Were the kids there when he came? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And did they hear or were you in a different place that they didn't hear what he was talking about? No, they were sleeping. Okay, so he Um, came in late. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he, he came the following night. And he 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 told me everything that he did to me and how I was so upset because he was married. And he told me everything uh, that he did to me and uh, I was upset because he was married. And it's interesting because I, I want to interrupt for just a second as you keep on tapping. Don't forget to tap. Okay. Is it, um, was he sharing with you like, you know, like he, like, so you had sex, but it was like he did all the sex to you or things like that, like details? Is that what he was recounting? I don't know. He told me that he did it four times. <laughs> four times in the night. He kept stressing that for some reason. I don't know why. Huh. Uh, and you don't have any memory of these parts? No. I mean, I have vague memories that it's the kind of thing where you don't know if it's real or if it's yeah. because someone told you and then you yeah. you imagined it the way they told you. Right, right, yeah. So it's like vague. It's almost like dream-like in a way. Yeah, like I can, mm-hmm. I do have a picture of him uh, in my bed on top of me. But again, it's like a little snapshot and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's real. I also feel like I remember a conversation of us telling me about a person that he killed in Mexico. Wow. Uh, which I don't... I, it, in my memory of that conversation, I remember myself saying, I understand. <laughs> but I don't know. That doesn't make very much... The whole thing just doesn't make very much sense to me as a story. I, I don't know. Well, you know what? Who knows what he told you? And if there were the case, uh, he could, you know, maybe to you at the time it did make sense. Maybe the guy, who knows, you know, it's just not. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And the one thing I want to tell you is that when, as a therapist, and I need, I'm a, you know, need a, are you still tapping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, anything that happened in the past, is that that's part of the, uh, you know, things that could be in your memory. Anything that happened in the past, you don't need to report. So I actually work with people that had actually killed and raped and did, you know, and really intense things. And if I would always say, okay, are you thinking of doing anything, anything like that now? Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, like my the the important thing is to actually um, report to protect. 
Mm-hmm. But when something has happened in the past, there's no, there's no legal. There's you're no not, one to protect, right? Exactly, exactly. So I just want you know want to mention that. But how? So as you take a deep breath for a moment. How do you feel in this moment? I feel like laughing. I feel like the whole thing just sounds so ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Keep on tapping and tell me why. So it sounds just so ridiculous because it's because... I don't know. I don't know. It just... It just seems... uh, Like, ridiculous to me that people's... That these things happen. I mean, it seems like something that you watch on TV and think how stupid all the people are that are involved in it. Yeah. So it feels unreal. Is it is it unreal or is it more like um, just silly or? Yeah, I just don't have any. Um, I don't think of it as me. I don't think of it as me. I think of it as like a story that you hear that just seems just like I don't know something. I don't know. It just seems just, just ridiculous. That's the only word that keeps coming to my mind. Okay, okay. So let's go with it. Let's totally go and honor it. Yeah, that's totally fine. It's okay. This, this to me seems totally ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Can you repeat that? This to me okay. just seems totally ridiculous. <laughs> this seems totally ridiculous. And I don't even know why we have to spend time talking about it. I don't even know why we have to spend time talking about it. It's in the past. In the past, and I don't know how it could have affected me in any way, and I don't know how it could have affected me in any way. I don't know why I have to bring it up. I don't know why I have to bring it up, and probably I wouldn't have if Josh wouldn't mention wouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> probably I wouldn't have if Josh had mentioned it. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it just doesn't have any. Intensity, or it's not an issue for me. Right now, it doesn't have any intensity, and it's not an issue for me. But it wasn't back then either. And it wasn't back then either. Yeah. How did you? One one question that I have: When he came back the following night, and you had that conversation with him, uh, did that bring up anything for you, like just? Uh, discomfort about what to do or about your sister in law or or anything at all or not? You were like eh, I don't whatever. really know. I was in I was in my kitchen and it was late at night, it was dark, the kids were sleeping, their bedrooms right off the kitchen. And uh I was really, really surprised when I saw him at the door. I was yeah. surprised and I was confused. I didn't know why he would be there. And I, I guess my first thought was that something was wrong. I, I didn't know. I don't know why I opened the door or what I was thinking. I still don't think I really thought anything that that bad had happened the night before. Because right. you didn't remember at that point. I mean, I know I felt awful. I felt like I just was hungover. I just had a, you know, bad reaction to the alcohol. I just was sick or food poisoning. I don't know. I just felt 
Something, whatever he put in your drink did have a reaction on you, definitely. So when he came to the door, I just felt surprised and a little confused. I didn't feel scared. Right. Uh, and I opened the door. And then <laughs> and then he just kind of backed me up against the counter and... Uh, and we had sex, and then he told me all of that stuff. I can't remember if he told me that stuff before or after we had sex, and I just stood there. I didn't do any. I just stood there. I didn't say mm-hmm. no or yes or anything. I just stood there and crying. And that's when he said, oh, you're crying again. Why are you crying again? Mm-hmm. And that's when he said that I shouldn't be crying because he was the one going to hell because he liked Doing all these things. so much, yeah, so much. Okay. And Aaron, was it okay with you to have sex with him that that night when you were like, like he just came and, or he just? I don't know. I didn't feel anything. I guess that's what I'm saying. That's the part that that is really, yeah, worries me. Like I didn't. I just. It's not like I even said don't do that. I didn't say anything. I just stood there. Yeah. And I just kept checking to see if the kids, I mean, the kids' bedroom was right there. So I think that was the most thought that kept going through my mind is that I didn't want the kids to wake up. Right. Of course. Yeah. But there's some, some emotions that are coming up right now, right? Keep on tapping and bleeding. Yeah. And are you breathing? Just keep on breathing, please, and don't forget to tap, okay? When you can, just repeat after me, but in the meantime, just listen to my voice. Are you okay? Just give me an okay or something, fine or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea how dangerous you was. I really disconnected. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I had no idea. The truth is, he raped me. He raped his stepdaughter for years. And I had no idea at the time how dangerous he was. I had no idea that I could potentially put my children at risk by opening that door. There have been times in my life where I just numb myself because feeling the feelings is just too intense. And I disconnect. I had to do that to survive. And sometimes I still do it. I just disconnect so I 
can survive and move forward because I need to function. And even though my life is really, really wonderful right now, there's still parts of me that are frozen. You still tapping? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's all that I knew what how to do. Just disconnect and numb myself so I could survive. And I learned that when I was very, very young. And he, without me knowing, he, Jesus, had a very similar energy, an abuser energy, a manipulator energy. And the part of me that knows how to survive by numbing and disconnected took over. Very likely that I was drugged. But even without those drugs, I actually learned earlier in my life how to disconnect and numb myself. Allowing my mind to be safe and far away. So I could survive. That had been a fabulous and very, very important tool in my survival. Take a deep breath. Okay, Erin, can you talk to me? What is happening? I don't know. I think that you have. <laughs> yeah, and what is it that you're feeling? I'm not sure. Okay. Are there sadness? Is that what it is? Uh, I think that was there for a minute. And then it, it got, just, yeah? Yeah, I got very overwhelmed with emotion for a minute. And now I now I feel calmer. You feel what I'm sorry, calm? Yeah. 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 And are you are you behind that wall right now? Are you feeling a little are you calm and aware or calm and like behind the wall? I think uh I think a little bit behind the wall. Yeah. Okay. So can you can you repeat after me? Okay. It is safe behind me, my wall. It is safe behind my wall. I I grew this wall a very long time ago. I grew this wall a very long time ago. And it allowed me to survive so many things. And it allowed me to survive so many things. So many terrible things. So many terrible things that I am very attached and very appreciative of this wall. I'm very attached and very appreciative of this wall. It keeps me safe to these days. It keeps me safe to this day. I'm also recognizing that at times it isolates me. 
I'm also recognizing that at times it isolates me. And maybe it has time it has come a time in my life. Maybe it has come a time in my life. Where I don't need it as much. Where I don't need it as much. It's always there whenever I need it. It's always there whenever I need it. But it's not in total automatic disconnecting me from the world. Oh, that's the last part you said? Of course. But it's not an automatic. Oh, it's not an automatic. Disconnecting me from the world. Disconnecting me from the world. At a small trigger. And a small trigger. So as you keep on talking, this I want to share with you what happens. She, because of all the different in, intense events that happen in your life, you grew these walls to protect yourself. And now when anything, see your nervous system, it's so sensitive and so specialized that if anything remotely resembles any of those past events, it presses the button, a very sensitive button that puts the wall up. Does that make sense? Yeah. And what what I would like, my desire for you, if you choose to accept it, is that you you decide when that wall goes up, that you can notice going up and you say, you know what, I am safe. And you can take some time to tap because that's the one thing that tapping does. It's allowing the part, that sensitive button that brings the wall up to relax a little bit and and recognize that what is happening today. So I want you to like look. If you open your eyes, I don't know if they're closed, but if you open your eyes and you look around, you will see that what is going on right now in your life has nothing to do with what happened when you were a little girl or even what happened with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? But right now, you're here. Here and now, you're safe. And sometimes that part of your brain that has that very sensitive button has no idea that you are safe. It's just, it's connected. I think you know what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. So it would be wonderful to just say, oh, look, this is, what is really going on for me right now? And you may experience it. Person, emotion that you may experience might be numbness, might be like total numbness, but it's just not disconnection, not feeling, not feeling part of or feeling disconnected, which would make sense. It's it's that wall. Ah, if you take a deep breath, how do you feel right now? I feel okay right now. Okay. And the piece that I believe is very important about this incident is, I think, what actually triggered in you the the emotion, recognizing that you had no idea how dangerous it was. Is that what, what got you, or was there something else that brought it? I don't know when he said when he said that I it did I just something happened when he said that I, all the emotions came out. Yeah. yeah. I guess that means 
<laughs> I guess that means you might be onto something. <laughs> yeah. So do you, if you actually say out loud, I had no idea how dangerous he was. I had no idea how dangerous he was. I had no idea what I exposed my children to by opening that door. I had no idea what I exposed my children to by opening that door. I think uh, as we're talking about it, something else is coming up too is that um, like when you asked me to repeat that about not knowing how dangerous he was, there's still a part of my brain that is saying that he wasn't or that he's not. Like it's very hard to believe it, I guess. I mean, he. I guess he just... He, seemed like a nice person. I never I never felt afraid of him or got a bad feeling from him. And I didn't know that he was doing all that stuff to my niece. I mean, she was so little. She was really little. Yeah. So is it... It's, see, this, the sense that do you... I probably you stop tapping, so let's tap tap again for a moment. Is it also just as you tap through the point, is it also possible that is there is an aspect of shock because it's like how how is it possible that these men who seem so open and innocent in a way could have done those things to a little girl. Like, does it feel like a sense of disbelief? Yeah, I mean, I guess it just doesn't, the whole thing, it just doesn't seem real or like it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't seem real, yeah. It makes no sense at all. And the the one piece is that at that time was when Josh was back and he and but he was not with you and he was not even in touch with you, was that still holding a lot of intensity for you? Yeah, I think it was. I yeah. think it was. Because my, my sense is that that was a much bigger deal for you at the time. And it's also a similar scenario where he had been the one person in your life that had always been there. How was it possible that he wasn't? So again, it's one of those situations where it's like, how is it possible that these men who I never... So it's more like you look at life and things seem a certain way and yet something else happens or something else might be going on. Yes. I mean, earlier in your life, what kind of incidents happened where things seemed to be a certain way, but they were not? Uh, a lot. A lot of things. Yeah. So the, that, that wall and that sense of disconnect or that sense of, like, not feeling that you're describing about these events, 
is actually rooted in all of those events throughout your life, starting when you were very, very young, of how things looked a certain way, but they were not what they looked. And if you consider that for a moment, there's such a, I, I don't even, I, I don't, there's no word that describes how huge it is for a child to feel like she cannot trust anything. Do, do you know what I mean? Yes. Because nothing, even when somebody seems nice, you cannot trust them. Even when something looks a certain way, you still cannot trust them. That's one of the, uh, throughout a lot of my um, life, like when I was, well, I remember it most when I was in high school, but I had a recurring nightmare uh, so many times. I had the same nightmare with different versions where it would be a situation I'd be running and there would be a bad guy. And, uh, just when I thought I was, Safe, the bad guy would change into somebody else. I never knew yeah. who the bad guy was. It was yeah. There was no point in a dream yeah. where it ended up feeling safe. Right. Wow. Well. Now, do you see the the core of your issue with Josh today? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Because he looks. He seems and he says and he acts, but that does not mean anything to you. Mm-hmm. Because that in your core, there was there was a huge, super core belief that says, "Do not trust anything or anybody." So, Erin, we're going to have to go into earlier the the way to address these. What we're going to do next time is to actually start with the first or the worst incident that you remember Mm -hmm. Uh, or that you recall or that, you know, we're starting wherever you, but that would be the best thing to do is the first and the worst incident where that took place. And to really heal that at a level where that little girl has a level of safety. And that safety is going to come from you, not anybody else. Because the thing is that there's a part that needs to start trusting yourself, which I don't even know if you actually trust yourself. Do you? <laughs> no, but it, it makes sense. I mean, I, I, this is not a, a, a you know, I'm, I'm not, I know that it sounds simple, if you will, but I have had times in my life where I didn't trust myself because I didn't follow, I either didn't follow my intuition or I had a, an intuition that turned out to be wrong. Uh, you know, something happened that I was like, well, if these turn out like these, then can I really trust myself? So that's, it's a, it's a big one. And if you cannot even trust yourself, it's like, then you're, sorry, you're screwed. You know what I mean? If you cannot trust yourself, who could you trust? The answer is actually absolutely nobody. Yeah. So as an adult right now, do you trust yourself to make 
good decisions, have good judgment? Do you trust your intuition? Do you listen to your intuition? Are you asking? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think I do sometimes, but I think when it comes to this, when it when it comes to um, being close with someone, I I don't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in in a lot of incidents, so that's that what the work that we're going to do together from now forward is creating some deep healing for yourself and with yourself so you can start trusting yourself and building that muscle. And because luckily you can trust yourself in some areas, then we're going to actually translate and transfer those to other areas. But it has to do with developing. So what, what I'm going to invite you to do, and definitely listen to this call again, Okay. Uh, in the way that we talked about, create a safe place and you know, tap throughout. If you forget to tap, just you know, you can even have like a reminder. Put a little sign in front of you, tap. You know, just, <laughs> okay. it's okay because I, I forget sometimes as well. So just you know, just like have a reminder or, or a, you know, alarm, whatever you want. Um, and the other thing that I want you to do is start to become more and more aware of what is it that you do want and what you don't want. At any given point. So if you're gonna if you're hungry, I know you mentioned these, right? Remember that we talked about the salad last time. It's like if you're hungry, check in, what is it that you wanna eat? And are you hungry now or do you wanna wait a few minutes? If you have you know, basic, start with super basic. You need to go to the bathroom because you need to pee. Is it you know, have you been waiting for a while or can you wait for a while? And just you know, there's nothing that you have to do about it other than just notice. Because part of you has also disconnected from yourself, and that's where the lack of trust is coming from. Yeah. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, how are you? <laughs> okay. Okay. And Erin, I don't know. Do you do we have a, another time schedule? Have you scheduled something? Uh, I don't think I did another one yet. Okay, so it would be really, really important that you get on my calendar just because I'm going, to, I'm going away for work and, and vacation. I'm not going to be back until July 6th. That's the day that I'm back in the office. Okay. I don't even know if I have something for that week already. I think I may have been maybe booked. Uh, but, I, you know, get yourself on my schedule, on my schedule, and... Uh, and if there's any other time that would work best for you, even if you don't find it, just uh, send me a quick email. And if I have a cancellation, I will let you know. Is that okay? Yep, yep. Okay. Are you going to be okay these two weeks? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So take good care and feel free to write to me. I'm not going to have internet access the whole time. But uh, feel free to write if you know a dream comes up or something else comes up, okay? I am okay. here for you. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. Take good care. I hope you have a good vacation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Erin. <laughs> okay. Take good care. Me too. Bye. Bye-bye.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.